You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Bites, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 130th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in my brand new Green for Money recording studio in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in his goldenrod for golden rods of cash living room. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is uh, Spencer Howe in my purple uh, mountains majesty uh, recording <laughs> studio. Here in uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah, you know, I the, the paint job was the, the paint color was called fresh avocado when I uh, chose it. <laughs> okay, and uh, I'd say it came off like a little a bit avocado. as stale guacamole. <laughs> I uh, uh, yeah, I could see that. It doesn't have a doesn't the word fresh doesn't come to mind looking at the new <laughs> the new paint job there. Uh, well, <clears throat> it's the, a. The, we're kind of in this, uh, you know, people listen to us for our cycling tips, advice, rumors straight from the source. And I think, guys, we need to transition in our off-season here to um, home tips and how uh-huh. to most get your house ready. Little guy is currently redoing soffits on the roof of his uh, house. Um, I, I have it's become awesome. a painter extraordinaire. Uh-huh. And um, Spencer, uh, what, what are you doing around the house? Well, I'm the smart one, so I'm the I'm the guy you come to for financial advice. I'm still renting because I'm not a fool. <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, that's, I mean, at those Boston much, rates, that's much, the most <laughs> foolish thing. Hey, oh, let's, uh, yeah. let, let's roll into three things that um, were on the top of my list when you guys were like, what do you want to talk about in cycling this week? Um, number one. Is this a new segment, Three Things by Tim? Yeah. Three, three things <laughs> on the top of my list by Tim Hayes. The three things on my list. Number one. Three things. Thank you. Number one. Number one. New Movistar team kit presented by Endura was unveiled on Friday this week. The I only change is instead of white accents, now they have a green sleeve and it's a flatter M. Did you guys take a look at it? I, no, they have uh, green sleeves? It, think well, it's like a green in their ribbon. Head when they were... When they were... It's a green ribbon. It's pretty it's, much the same kit that you've seen before. It just the M looks a little different. It's like a green cuff on one of the arms. It's yeah. it's so I missed it. I looked at the kit and said, "Well, it's identical to the last fifteen years of kit from this team." So. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. The M has changed, and it's enough of a difference that you can tell which ones are the imposters from uh, China and which how ones are it, the real ones. Uh, how is the M different? Does it not look like it's, it's not a bubble? A it's not a anymore? bubble M anymore. So Movistar redid like, their uh, corporate identity. Kind of like how the, uh, all the icons on your iPhone like last year <laughs> changed from, you know, like these kind of 3D-ish looking things to like the flat style Apple went with. So I think that's probably what Movistar is going for. Yes. I remember when that happened. That was almost as good as when that U2 album got put on my iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just rocking that one every um, day. Uh, like Jamming also, on it all the time. Yeah. Also unveiled on uh, Friday was the new Cannondale 
Dre Pat number two. Number two. Sorry, Spencer. Thank you for uh, the lead. The Cannondale Dre Pack kit. Same uh-huh. exact thing. The big difference, though, is that it is confusingly for a team that's sponsored by Cannondale, not made by Segoy. It's made by Pac, which I find very like intriguing to me. That if your title sponsor is Cannondale, which owns Segoy, mm-hmm. why wouldn't Segoy be the kit maker, manufacturer, but instead it's Pac? <clears throat> because they got the, them Pac helmets. Because I, the sure, kits but, are bad. Segoy is not good. So you know, Segoy probably actually still makes it. Well, no, Pac makes like kits. Like Pac, Pac has, yeah, Pac like, actually manufacture their own kits. Well, I don't oh, know. Yeah. They might white label them. Yeah, Segoy makes the kit. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Segoy made the kit. They just put the word Pac on it. Well, why wouldn't yeah. you put Segoy on there to build your brand? Like, if you're can, I don't know. It just seems strange to me because they you know were Castelli last year, yeah. and now they're gone. That's... Who owns Pac? Some Swedish dude. Wait, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, aren't they owned by the people that own? It's like Black Diamond Sports or something. They own yeah. like uh, some ski companies. Yeah. Oh, it's not yeah. Canada though. No. No. Well, I don't know. Once you ask LeBron James, man, he owns all that shit. <laughs> He's I too busy um, wallowing in the three-one defeat of the Cleveland Native Americans versus the Chicago Cubs in the World Series, which was Did pretty you see amazing. When he last flexed, week. though, when he got really excited when yeah. that homer happened, and his arms were that. so and, wide, and he like he like. Did this big flex thing out of his out of his suite, and you were like, "Wow, LeBron James is fucking huge!" <laughs> yeah, it, was a, it was a it was an amazing experience. I never have been so excited for a baseball game in my life than watching that. Although I have to admit, I was very disappointed that the Chicago Cubs won because really because now yes. the curse is oh. over and now they yeah, have now nothing the curse, to live Now they're for. just going to be the next Boston Red Sox, where it's just going to yeah. like make everyone. There was nothing better than always knowing that the Cubs were going to lose, right? Like, um, the Cubs true. were going to well, lose. It was if, if you're guaranteed. Gonna, if you're going to beat a team, though, please let it be that team. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that, hey, it we, couldn't have gone any other way. Well, we still got the Timberwolves. They're always going to be bad. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's, and the Vikings. Yeah, um, <laughs> you, should, you should say you're number three, but I've, I've, got a, I've got a story that goes – that happened to me during the World Series that's bike-related. Number three. Number three this week on Tim's Three Things is the unveiling of the Castelli Team Sky Kit with the awkward Morse code digital printout on the bottom of apparently important races won by Team Sky. Oh, there's a meaning to that? Yes. The blue and the white lines? yeah, and supposedly They're, like the medium sized ones or Grand's Tour stage win. I don't know. I don't really care. I uh, have I to admit, like, you don't I like, like the kit. I like the kit. Okay. I don't like creating a meaning of just a cool design part. Like that. Yeah, like, that, they're creating that, a story that, that I don't think needs to be. Just say like, hey, here's a really good looking kit that I think Costelli did a really good job here. I'm going to put Costelli over that they took over for Rafa. They oh, took a on. design that Rafa had and they made it. Fairly Castelli-ish, but not going overboard. I think it's a good-looking kit. Don't create do you, some do fake you think, story for it. Do you think that that's that's the question? This is the chicken and the egg. Do you think in their creative direction meetings that they had, and you know they had many about this goofy kit, do you think they were like, we need to commemorate all these race wins and stuff somehow in the design? Or do you think they came up with this goofy design with all these uh, lines on it and were like, 
we got to come up with a meaning for all these lines. People are going to ask us about it. It could be That's... a cool backstory. <laughs> I think it's a chi- I think it's the egg before the chicken here, Spencer. I'm with you. I think okay. that they created a kit that looked good, and they're like, "Wait, what do we do? Oh, well, we can get press out of this. We can get two days of media coverage by creating a whole press release about a computer printout, an algorithm that created these lines." Okay. I had someone telling me about this on the ride on Saturday. They were like, "Did you see the new Sky Kit?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I liked it. Like, I thought it was a really well done continuation of what Rafa had done with a new sponsorship taking over." It's kind of nice to see a fresh approach. Did you hear the story about the lines on the bottom? I mean, it was great. And I'm like, what? No. Like, that. Nice that is not though. cool. <laughs> not, not cool, man. Not, not cool. Not cool. Um, yeah, you're probably right. Do you yeah. guys think this kit, though, I mean, how do you think it will do on the see-through, like, oh, sunburn room test? It's Are so much. Get, like, 100% sunburn? It's yeah. so much less see-through than than the Rafa one. Yeah, there well, he, was you know, he there was like in the summer. I would say this this kit had like ten uh, percent nipple, whereas the Rafa kit had like ninety percent nipple. Well, and that was the problem. Is like that's why they've had trouble breaking through in the U.S. Like obviously in the U.K., you can show that frontal nudity on TV. So uh-huh. when it's, when Froome posts up and you got nipple, that's fine. But you can't show that on American. No, not like, not unless I, it's after 8 p.m. No. Front page, front page, little guy of Vela News is a story about the damn lines. That's how yeah. ridiculous this like, and you know, it's like it's a data visualization of the team's lengthy resume of victories. Short dashes yeah. represent one day races, and when the lines get longer, the longer of the the stages of the race. Um. Tim, on a side note, if you're on Velo News right now, what is the ad that's on the right side of yours? Because mine is for a website called Clothing Monster, and it's got a fucking <laughs> shirt with a skeleton in it and one with a T-Rex, like a 3D T-Rex coming out of it. Oh, and a cat in a freaking flight jacket with, with, Tom, with like F-14 Tomahawks behind him and shit. Are you this? purchasing this shirt right now? Because I think no. you should be. Right, I'm starting guy. to wonder let, if let Caitlin's been you. searching for 3D shirts for me. And okay. guy, you you like want to know what's on mine? Yeah. <laughs> it's for Vacuvita. It's a complete your kitchen with Vacuvita. It looks like it's some kind of um, kitchen sealing equipment. So basically well, see, you can no. take your un- uneaten goods and, and seal it up into Tupperware. Hmm, I wonder what's been searched on my IP lately. Well, but no, this is making me wonder. What's been searched on mine? Better one. I've got ad for Buick. (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Well, Tim, that's just because you're in Florida. It is. That ad is on everyone in Florida's computer. They just see where your IP is from. (laughs) A new spin on luxury. Hey guys, I forgot to tell you, I got a new car. Even though my first car in high school was a Buick Regal, I got another one. It's going to be a Buick. <laughs> cool, okay. dude. Um, I'm just, I'm sort of blown away by these shirts, and I I want to know what Caitlin's been doing with this computer when I'm not on it, because it's obviously some good searches yeah. do they have, to bring up. Do they have really cool stories about the lines and the 3D um, depth that I mean, that probably. I mean, there's a freaking cat so, wearing a flight jacket, for God's so sake. So this is what I'm thinking. Like, why, I'm if, if, if Sky really wanted to make an impact... Maybe go with a cat in a flight jacket and some F-14s behind him or whatever. Like, it could have it could have a pretty big social media impact. I think well, they'd sell I, I a lot of Sky aftermarket jerseys. That. 
I think that that's exactly what Cannondale, Draypack, or some of these bottom feeder teams like Dimension Data need to do to really gain steam, right? Like, just do a yeah. whole kid unveiling of a cat. It's actually probably going to be that new team, the new China team that took over the uh, the Lamprey. Like, I have a feeling they could they could come up with a really great like uh, um, uh, marketing scheme off of this. Like, as they burst onto the scene with like. Cats and flight jackets. Like knockoff Hello Kitty stuff and things like that. Oh, oh I didn't yeah. even think about that. That's all whole next should level. be knockoff. Ah. All right. You guys just check your it's... inboxes. I'm sending you a link from this cat. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> so, um, Thanks. so those are the three kits. Do you guys have any um, thing on the uh, uh, kits that you want to talk about as we are unveiling our um, uh, you know, I'm only interested shirts. in the FDJ because will they <laughs> will they slightly change the tone of the blue? Will they maybe like every other year they they put a little more white than they put a little more blue? That's all little I want to know. Little guy, you didn't tell me that this shirt was called the Tomcat. Dude, I'm, that's what I'm telling you. That's why I like literally interrupted <laughs> the flow of our podcast to talk about this stupid shit on the right hand side of my belly. Bella news screen. This may That's be the greatest. Insane. This may be the greatest shirt I've ever seen. Uh, I think this needs to be at worn by all three of us, or at least one of us, at the next <laughs> Slow Ride Podcast live show, which is scheduled to be right now the Reno Cyclocross <laughs> National Championships in 2018. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> sounds it's, good. Uh, so we've only got like a year and a half. Oh man, when people are wearing the shirt, it doesn't look as cool. I beg to differ. Like I think, I think you might be wrong. I think it looks awesome. I think we all three need them for the live show. All right. So, little guy, you, uh, you were saying before the Tomcat that you you're curious as how much blue is going to be on the FDJ jersey. That's the only thing you care about it as the unveiling of uh, yeah. How much blue? Start. How much white? How much? How much? I want to know. I want to know if the other arm of the AG2R jersey will become blue as well now. Like if they're just doing Ooh. it in phases. You know, we do have a um, AG2R news update that we'll get to in a little yeah. bit. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe it's part of this. Like, you know, by 2024, the whole kit will be blue. That'd be kind of cool. No, I don't know. They can't get rid of the brown. The brown is what really ties that whole kit together. Um, Man, you guy, keep saying that, off... and I don't know if that's accurate. Little guy, before <laughs> we got off track, what, what was your yeah. World Series story? Oh, my World Series story. So I. Uh... I've been, like, messaging with Aaron Young because I wanted to buy a derailleur from him. He had a superb pro derailleur. And so I was like, yeah, I want to buy the Suntour derailleur. And so we didn't, we didn't pick a time to buy it. I go over, I walk to, go to the bar to watch the World Series, and there's Aaron Young. I'm like, sweet. And I was like, I don't have any money. I had 13 bucks. He wanted 15 for it. We made a deal. He's like, I got it in my car. So I'm like, sweet. So he goes out to get it at some point. He comes back and he hands me a pair of Suntour's XC Pro cranks. And I'm like, whoa, what are these? And he's like, that's what you wanted to buy, right? And I was like, no, but I do want to buy these. And so I didn't even realize he was selling cranks that I totally wanted to buy. So I ended up buying some cranks, too. Wait, and he threw okay. in an extra pair of cranks. And then he went and got the derailleur I wanted to buy. I've got a so little. I accidentally bought some cranks. Here's a little holes in your story, little, little guy. You said you only had $13 and he was asking 15 and you made a deal. Well, he accepted. He and then, accepted my offer. If, well, well, first off, what was your offer? <laughs> I have $13. You want $15. i will give you 13 I can give you $2 later. And he said, nah, whatever. And then, and then cranks? Like, so how much did you pay for the cranks? Like, it, 
Did you lowball him, him or did then did you I don't know because I, I bought him a beer. Be like, I'm just kidding. I have more money. <laughs> no, I just bought him a beer with my card later for the derailleur. It was a good deal. But I got a fucking superb pro derailleur and an XC pro crank. And I was super excited. So I won in, in between innings, I just played with my, my new crank set. And so what bike is this going to go on? Uh, they have no... There's no home for these. These are just part of my my continuing quest <laughs> to hoard all the Sun Tour components <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> for the dark, dark future that is Sun Tour less. Um, so so just speaking of bike equipment and all that, I say we um, we segue right on over to the um, current up to date list of World Tour um, bikes and equipment. And the reason, only reason I wanted to bring this up is that Focus is no longer the um, team bike sponsor of AG2R. Focus Whoa. is out of the Pro Tour. And um, there is a new bike company in the Pro Tour that I have never heard of before. So I'm assuming Little Guy will be all about it. And that is the bike manufacturer for AG2R is now Factor. Factor. I've never heard of it. It's factor? Factor. Like, factor. what's your Factor. Are they French? Use it in a sentence. What's your the factor? The factor of yeah, 16 uh, is 4. I, I, okay, got it. That's, that's <laughs> better. Bikes. Yeah, that was better. Well, yeah. Um, never well, really yeah. heard of it. It's probably European. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so factor is back, and then Team Astana is taking – lost specialized, obviously, and is going with Argon 18. And then the A big little news little swaparoo there. Huh? little swaparoo between yeah. – um, Bora and Astana. And then the other big one is TJ Sport, which is the new Chinese team what? previously mentioned. Wait a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That is suspect. The, TJ the, Sport? It's TJ, like TJ Maxx, but TJ Sport, and that's like their holding name. Supposedly they're going to unveil a new uh, cool. sponsor sponsorship trio. Supposedly the guy that owns Iron Man... Like is also going to be like sponsoring this team that they've got some like serious cash behind this uh, TJ, Chinese uh, TJ component. as in TJ Max is that what you just said Yeah yeah Not Wait, as like in actually TJ Max Not as in TJ Van Garderen Well it's you know it's not spelled the way an esteemed domestique like TJ <laughs> Van Garderen spells it It's okay. spelled like a multinational corporation I that see. has a um, a hand in high quality discount wares like TJ Maxx. <laughs> I don't know. TJ I mean, Maxx a multinational. I, I feel like well, TJ I Van Garderen multinational. TJ Van Garderen might be a high quality. <laughs> I don't know what you said anymore. You ruined my joke. But. Well, they are going to be riding Colnagos um, next year. So ah. Colnago is back in the Pro Tour. Um, and at the current listing right now is three Camp A teams, TJ Sport, Lotto Sudal, and Movistar. Only one team currently representing SRAM, and that, of oh, course, would be, that would be Katusha. And everybody else is on Shimano with only Dimension Data rocking rotor. No like one's a ro- running. A, rota, no one, a rotor Shimano mix. No one's rocking uh, the new FSA, huh? FSA didn't sign anybody up. Not yet. There's still a couple teams that haven't announced their group sites yet. So, are you guys surprised that no one's on SRAM anymore? Like, remember, it's like ten years ago, everyone was on SRAM suddenly. Yeah, was that just because SRAM had money. I yeah. think it's got it's got to be the money. What's interesting is SRAM. Remember, ten years ago, they were talking about SRAM going public. Yeah, like, and they still haven't gone public. Yeah, that's so. Happen. I mean, I 
I'm with you, little guy. I was, I'm surprised by the complete lack of people riding SRAM and the fact that it's only Katusha that's riding SRAM. That there isn't yeah. even like a. Um, it's not. I mean, I don't think of Katusha as a real driver in this marketplace or in Europe. Like it's just kind of the Russian team. But yeah, they can't you know, sell that many bikes. I, mean, I would think they'd be on like micro shift or. Something. But what I was. Um, I mean, I, I feel like I'm gonna be a supporter of uh, Dimension Data then because I I'm kind of into this rotor group. Oh, oh, coming around, are we, Spencer? Huh? Yeah, hey, yeah, I like the underdog, yeah. I gotta say. It's the coolest group and if, out there, and I can't wait for it to exist so I can buy a used version. If they're not, yeah, if they're not in the mix, then I'm definitely going to default to uh, Camp and Nolo equipped teams. Oh, yeah, of course. So I am a little confused that Team Giant Alpecian now has a new title sponsor. I, I didn't know this, but I guess it happened in July. Is that Sunweb yep. has taken over? Is that the yeah. same Sunweb that used to sponsor the cross teams, like Sunweb Pro Job that Jonathan Page was on? Yeah, and the Sunweb Napoleon games. And, or yeah, and like the yeah. owner supposedly is kind of nuts, and he like got all involved with the cross team, and that's why like they go through a lot of riders. Hmm. Anyways, it seemed like a little... Uh, so yeah, Sunweb, so we're going to get some cyclocross awesomeness. Speaking of cyclocross, Segway Sam is here to tell you all about Trek bikes.com and their amazing free cross coverage i don't know if you guys got to watch the koppenberg cross but it was pretty awesome there was no announcing so it was just like the belgian feed but it was a thing of beauty and they definitely won the internet that day and i think they deserve a lot of credit and um vela news had a really cool story behind the scenes story about how trek got it obviously a connection with sven nice but they they made it sound like the they just used to all watch the pirate feeds on the, the, the shop computer, basically, at Trek. And then they were like, has anyone contacted them about actually just streaming it? And then they did, and then the guy was like, yeah, here's the dollar amount. And Trek was like, deal. And it's done. So that's pretty cool. Ten races for the rest of the year will be broadcast online for everybody, including this past Saturday where yeah. there is a big race. And um, <clears throat> I think Vanderpool won, right? No, Vanderpool won today. He won the Super Prestige Sunday. He did not race on. Uh, he did not race on Saturday, though it was a lovely feed, nonetheless. I can't even remember who won right now. You guys remember who won? I can tell you, Tunarts got third, and Rob Peters got second. For some reason, I can't remember who won. It wasn't Vout Van Art. No, Wout wasn't there. Vanderhart wasn't there, and Vanderpool weren't there. And Schweek Schweek's <coughs> chain fell off like ten feet into the race. Well, like, I was. He had a mechanical. It was sad, and the and the announcers were kind of like, oh, instantly. I wasn't <laughs> watching. I was out um, for the day taking care of, like, housework and whatnot. And um, the only thing I saw come across my feed was the greatest picture in the history of cyclocross, and that was of oh, some, yeah. like, nerdy Belgian kid that looked amazing, totally colored out, and he had, like, bright colors on his kit, and then he just had that sign that said, go, go, go. Bout's teammates, and I was like, "Oh man, this kid's amazing!" And then uh, Bill Shiken of Crosshairs was like, "Hey, it's your doppelganger." I'm like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> what you may not know oh, yeah. about that kit that he was wearing—that loud, brightly colored uh, kit you were talking about—the kid head—is that that's actually the the team that Wout rides for. You've just never seen that kit because <laughs> Wout was always wearing a World Championship kit or a Belgian Championship or, kit or, or the or white, Belgian or the white national uh, kit. 
World you Cup know, leader. Teammate, wow, Spencer, thanks for pointing that out. I didn't know that. <laughs> his his teammate uh, got fourth or fifth or something today, Jory or whoever. Um, Tom Mew- Musim won yesterday. I can't even. I, I, that's how long it's been since he's won a race that I could not remember who he was, like who won the race, because I don't even consider him. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It didn't even. I was like, man, I, I know who was second. I was surprised about that. I know who was third. He's fast. Who the hell won? Tom. Tom. Remember when Tom used to win? Like, remember when yeah. Kevin Pauls used to win? Yeah. <sighs> I still get now Kevin excited for Kevin Pauls getting on the podium, though. Now it's like a big accomplishment. And then they're like, oh, Kevin Pauls is old. And you look, and he's like 32. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, that's not old. That's young, man. He can't even race 35-plus yet. When he is, though, he'll just stop racing the A-race, you know, because, like, I don't know, those guys are too fast, and they got more time to train and stuff. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it was uh, – it, there was other cyclocross that seemed to go on. I know um, Stephen Hyde won Derby City on day one. Katarina Nash beat Katie Compton. But of note – Bjorn Sealander, former white jersey winner at the Giro d'Italia and fan of the podcast, got 14th place on the Saturday race. It's Bjorn making kind of an attempt back into cyclocross. He seems to be actually traveling for racing. It was, you know, Jingle Cross was just like, ah, eh, it's just down I-35. I mean, to get to the lovely city of Louisville, Kentucky, that does require some travel. I wish I was in Louisville because it is a place we hold dear to our heart. Mm-hmm. Amazing venue. Great um, restaurants and bar scene. I mean, just fantastic. Guys. Well, you know, I think you're, I think you're short selling Bjorn a little bit too. He was also U23 national champion for cyclocross. I, we uh, we had an exclusive bikethrow.com podcast interview with him back in 2006 when I believe that happened. Yeah, it's, you guys are also shortchanging that he. I know he won Powderhorn. Uh, <laughs> what else did he win? He won probably every race in Minnesota. Probably won Ham Lake. <laughs> probably. He probably showed up and saw the course and turned around and went home and did some good training. Yeah. You know, I got to see him DNF out of a race just a week ago, and now he's getting 14 places at hey, big races. All of this Minnesota cyclocross talk has me thinking yep. of Canada cyclocross national championships, where fan of the podcast and what? number one supporter Michael Vandeham did not win the Canadian Cyclocross National Championships, so I don't even want to mention who beat him because I don't care. That's fair. He was fifth place. Um, I was pulling oh. for him. I was thinking you were going uh, for <laughs> the Minnesota connection in Belgium with Eric Thompson uh, racing all the Belgian yeah. races over there. Do you guys watch Saturday? He he totally got on TV at the oh, end wait. of the race yeah. when Rob the, when Tunert's passed him in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey man. I I only wish I could freaking get lapped at that point. I would have got lapped one lap in. So, so little guy, I got a question for you. How much yeah. faster? Like so relative is Eric Tops? Like what? Where does he rank? Like in the U.S. Like how has he done at like the national level stuff? I don't know. He's had no some idea. top tens and stuff. Yeah, he's had so some if top he was at Derby, Derby City Cross, like he would have probably I think lost he'd be the right. hide. Yeah, he would have lost, but I think he would have been like right there with Bjorn or around that. He'd yeah. been like in that Bjorn a little above or a little below, depending upon how the day went for him. And what was his placing he, out a, in? in uh, what? What would it? What was his placing out in these Belgian races? 
I don't. I didn't even see him on the results because it. The results I saw went 18 deep, and they didn't have everybody listed. So, yeah. um, he got lapped. It, he got lapped on the last lap because Peter or Tune was passing him, and that was like last time through the sands, and he was third. So I think he got lapped on the last lap. So went went one down. So it's not bad. Not right bad on. at no, all. No man, that was a fast race. If you guys saw that on Saturday, but that thing was just a full speed grass crit. It was pretty fun. They also did an interesting thing, Tim, and you'll like this. No, they I, had a couple, I, I'm listening. I'm just no, getting no, they prepped. had a couple, they had a couple really long sand sections, and yeah. the part was rideable, part was runnable, but one part, you kind of had to run part of it, and then they put some plywood boards down in the middle of the course, like on the sand. So you can and ride so you them? saw this early in the race. Riders were like, They'd come around the corner. There'd be plywood. They'd be like, cool, I can get back on and maybe ride the last section of sand so you get a little momentum going. Everybody would jump on, tr- ride, get like 10 feet into the sand and run out of momentum. Like the plywood was like a trick to make them think they could ride the last section. And it, it was just like, you guys are all wasting your time. And then someone would just like run and be like, what are you doing? And they just like run past them because they were all like, yeah, I can ride. I can't ride. Now I got to get off awkwardly. <laughs> It was a good Weird. little trick, though. I'd never seen a sand pit where they're like, here, here's a little marker in the middle. See if you can help yourself and get through this. It didn't work. Super and that was the Saturday race? Yeah, that was okay. Saturday. I'll race. have to try to find the, uh, the, the, the read we'll have to that. We'll have to get the crosshairs take on that because it sounds like something that they definitely don't do in Europe. It sounds uh, like a goofy <laughs> American idea. But like they it. did. That does sound like, isn't that like pretty much the entire Reno Cyclocross National um, course? And yeah, also, there's, a, there's a Ferris wheel and there's, a, <laughs> there's clown cars you can jump in to take a, a shortcut. And there's also uh, a shark water feature. I don't know. <laughs> These are all rumors. All right. Uh, you guys check your email. I sent you another shirt. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, we will. <laughs> I mean, seriously, do it, do it right now. For fuck's sake, kid, this is Adam fucking Myerson, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Hey, what are we, uh, what are we racing for uh, this week on the Prem Lap, uh, little guy? Uh, health IQ, where you can uh, go in, tell them how much you ride, how healthy you are, and they can see if they can uh, lower those insurance rates for you. Yeah. They can definitely lower those insurance rates for you. Well, um, I mean, so if Tim goes in, though, and he's like, I ride once a week. I mean, uh, are they the checking? Most I'm just painting rooms. Like, they're not going to – they might not help them out as much. Like, if you or me come in and they're like, whoa, you guys crushed some serious miles and gravel? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Gravel gets you the bonus, yeah. So when I did when I did the questionnaire and I like found out some more info about um, health IQ, they didn't they didn't differentiate between my, the amount of fat biking I do or gravel riding um, uh-huh. in that section. <laughs> um, I I feel that I could get a bigger discount if they knew that I didn't do either of those because they'd be like, "Wow, you are a smart, rational human being that doesn't just jump on the latest fad in cycling." So Ouch. you know. Here you go. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe. If only you got bonuses for, like, the right sock height, you know, and... You could. You know, just it's having possible. your bike set up moto. But I think they're actually just looking for, like, real proven uh, 
things that yeah. make you healthier. Yeah, they, they do. Let us, yeah, we, we can give them the critique of, you know, what's important, but they actually mm-hmm. look for finite things. Yeah. yeah. And there's there's all kinds of stuff, like cycling obviously lowers your, your risk for health problems in the future, so that's how they do it, get you those discounts. They also do it, you know, if you're a runner, if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, like, they got all kinds of stuff to help save you money on your life insurance. Um, it's a pretty cool deal. Go check it out. We got a, a super special secret backdoor uh, website URL for you to use so you can get in on those uh, best deals that are available. Special slow ride discount. Uh, that URL is healthiq.com slash slow ride. And I'd like to thank the people that have gone to healthiq.com slash slowride. A good friend of ours uh, logged in, answered all the questions, and, man, said it was a totally fun experience and it totally worked out for him. Yep. They do. Cool. Uh, they have, like, quizzes and stuff on there you can take about uh, about all the, all this kind of stuff. It's, it's interesting. I, I recommend checking it out. Healthiq.com slash slowride. We'd appreciate it. And we'd also like to thank all of the supporters of the Slow Ride Podcast Network, or sorry, Slow Ride Podcast Show and the Wide Angle Podium Network, um, where we have a variety of shows that are on there that we're affiliated with, Working Man's Honest Bicycle Program, the Adam Meyerson Line, we have the Crosshairs Radio, the Consummate Athlete, all great uh, podcast network shows. Yeah, I like, I like how you, I like to add an extra word to pretty much every single one yeah, of those yeah, titles. I, I, I picked that one out. The Adam Meyerson line. Like, that's not what it's called. But that's okay. They'll get it. They can go to WideAnglePodium.com, check it out. We also have bonus content up there. Uh, if our listeners are donors and they haven't checked out our bonus content, it's okay. You might want to check it out. Just check it if out. Not, hockey it season has started for balls. Oh, it's a it super yet, special man? podcast. We've got... I don't have the Klein Corner up there yet. That is on its way. We're going to have a video version of the Klein Corner up soon. So close, um, people. We have some, some uh, backstory for the Slow Ride podcast up there. we got some other good stuff. So if you're a donor, check it out. If you're not a donor, maybe think about it, and then you get some bonus stuff. Crosshairs has some stuff, too. There's going to be more coming up. So. Hey, and just to wrap up, little guy, I am looking at this most recent T-shirt you sent over to us in our inbox, and I will say... That if that Pretty t-shirt good. was ever offered in a preem lap at some Cat 4-5 crit back in 2005 when I cared about crit racing, I would be all over the picture of George W. Bush riding a shark through the air while he's blowing <laughs> off two um, Magnum, uh, what, are, what are those? Like, I think some, those uh, are Uzi 9 millimeters. Those new, yeah. Those look like revolvers, but either way, <laughs> that is an impressive kit. It's just, it's universal. Everybody understands Debya on a shark shooting a gun. And you notice there's a little airplane in the upper corner. Never forget. <laughs> cool. uh, this is Stephen Hyde with Cannondale CyclocrossWorld.com. And you are listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Yeah? So, um, never forget. Th- hey guys, I had a quick question for you. Uh, I might be in the market for a new car coming up uh, sometime soon. And we've talked a lot about cars. And earlier talking about the um, banner advertisement on my Valenews of Buick. Um, what? And we've spent a lot of time in a Buick uh, going around uh, the country to races with you guys with me. Um, and then 
also a, a Toyota Camry you may remember. What is your favorite team car that we've ever uh, gone to an event in? We had the three that's, of us. That's easy. What I, What are you going to say? Are you going to say the Kia? No, absolutely not. That thing was garbage. But I was going to I mean, I was going to say the van again because it's obviously oh, yeah. a van again. I never went it's to the, the greatest Kiva. it's the race. greatest race, race vehicle in ever invented. Mm. No. That's too bad, Tim. You're missing out so much room. Uh, no, it wasn't. Matt McDonough just probably didn't invite you. Yeah, Matt <laughs> Matt would it. drive us to races, and then I bought the van from him, and I would drive us to races, and then I sold the van to little guy who now drives people to races, I'm <laughs> you, sure. You think yeah. that, that uh, that's better than little guy's old Mercedes with the really sweet-sounding uh, exhaust? Did you have a point to your story here for bringing up cars, Tim? Well, I was just, I need a new team car, and I was wondering, like, what you guys think is best, and a Mercedes isn't doing it, and a you know, I can't get a van again, so if you guys had some uh, advice, I mean, the Kia sucked. That thing was a horrible team car, so I, know, I think a wagon is the best one out there. And the Saturn, you guys didn't mention, well, so I guess I won't get I'll a Saturn. You, I well, just, you shouldn't get a Saturn. Well, we just bought a new car, like, last month, so I think we, we did all the exhaustive research that you need to do and uh, came up with the best option for a, uh, a regular grocery getter kind of car that can also serve as a race vehicle. So not talking about sprinter vans and that kind of thing here. Suzuki sidekick. Yep, you <laughs> nailed it. Now, uh, we actually we went, yeah, we went down to the VW dealer because they support USA Cycling um, and got ourselves a golf uh, sport wagon. So we're actually going to get to park in that VIP lot at uh, Nationals. Wait, they have a VIP lot? That's the only way they can find people to park. This is this is the racket. See, this is the conspiracy theory. The VW is really the sponsor of the Cyclocross National Championships the last two years, where they give out these VIP parking spots very close to the start. So then, um, you know, when people start complaining about parking, they're like, well, if you had a VW, everything would be fine. Now, how does this work? Is this all VWs? Yes. Can I show up if, and get if in? If you drive the van, yes. Absolutely. Nice. Then so, I'm all for it then. Um, yeah. You know, we're, we're bad-mouthing the Kia, but one of my favorite race memories is coming back from that Northfield cross race, and something broke on the Kia, and it wouldn't stay in fifth gear, and I yep. had to hold it in fifth gear while you were driving because you would shift into fifth gear, and then it would try to pop out, and <laughs> you, were, you know, driving. So I would, like, hold it for a while, and then you'd hold it for a while, and then Tim would hold because it was, like – it was really trying to get itself out of fifth gear. Like, it was not easy. And we'd all just yeah. raced. I mean, we'd probably raced 30 minutes. We were cat fours. Whew, <laughs> we're beat. <laughs> so that was fun. And yeah. it ended up not being a big problem. It was problem, a good time. Whatever it was, it wasn't, like, a huge expense to fix. But it was, we, at the no. time, were all like, it's going to explode. We took the side We took the side roads back because so we thought the yep. thing was going to no, blow I remember up. That was some good racing there. That was a fun race. Yeah, Spencer was okay. just posted a, a picture of him and me at that race uh, on Twitter the yeah, last I week, did. which is what made it come up in my mind earlier in the week. I thought about mentioning it, but I also didn't know how to fit that in less than like 300 tweets. <laughs> <laughs> that explanation of what happened. Yeah. Good so, times. Well, that's all right. That's all I wanted to talk so, about cars. All right. Well, all right. well that was good do you guys um, – can I tell you guys something about my um, cycling prowess? Oh, yeah. yeah I would like to tell you something. Actually, it's – at this point, I hope no one else is listening. So if you are listening, please just 
um, skip ahead 30 seconds, but um, Spencer, look, I need to tell you something. Um, I, well, have never, I have never successfully um, popped a wheelie in a bike race oh, um, I, or a bike ride. I, the one time I did do a wheelie, I over-leaned backwards, so I actually mm-hmm. just fell on my back, um, Man. and that was at 24 hours and 9 mile, and ever since, I've always been afraid to try to pop a wheelie, and so um, I hope no one else has, has heard that, but the good news is, is that if I ever decided to pop a wheelie, I couldn't. And therefore, I wouldn't be DQ'd from a local Richmond, Virginia cyclocross race that we were told about this afternoon. <laughs> Wait a second. How about you what take ha- that damn segue? And- <laughs> what happened at a cyclocross race that got somebody DQ'd for doing a wheelie? I don't understand. Supposedly, there's a race where like a cat 4-5 or, or something like that popped a wheelie after he won the race. Because he was like, woohoo, I won the race. So he's coming down the start-finish line, pops a wheelie, and then the official's Just like... like you're DQ'd sportsmanship violation. Wait. Really? So elite, he, imi- he imitates his world tour hero in Peter Sagan, who does that constantly. And we always get those shots of the guys off the back of the tour popping wheelies up the climbs because they're, you know, whatever. Domestic day is done. Um, so he replicates that and gets reprimanded by... By USA, USA Cycling Official. Which is like the whole other thing is that... For what showboating. is up with USA Cycling Officials... Why are so many of them so bad? I don't well, understand. Like, as an official myself, I'm not saying – or a, a former official because I refuse yeah. to pay for the background check because I think that whole thing is <laughs> ridiculous. But, really? yeah, they, they do this extensive background check, and I'm like, I'm not giving them $50 for a background check when I am certified by the state of Florida to be a school teacher, which yeah. I know opens up for a lot of – like it's Florida. Yeah, I mean, I, but the point yeah. being that this whole like ordeal is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Anyways, side story. So why are there so many bad officials in USA Cycling? It's not that hard of a job. It's not like that much of a power trip. Like, isn't I mean, have you had to deal with Masters racers all day long, though? Yes, I have. Oh, Especially at, like time trials. Like they're horrible human <laughs> beings. As a master rider myself, I can look in the mirror and say, hey, Tim, you're a horrible human being at bike races. That's why I don't bike race anymore. But the uh, point is that I don't understand why you would well, tell I mean, someone I think, I think it makes sense that the, wheelie. the USA Cycling would follow the hard line that the NFL has taken on showboating. You know, like we really need to tamp down this individual as, um, aspects to sport, you know, and really just make everybody fall in line. Yeah, it's a team it's, sport. This isn't this isn't the land of the free or anything. You know, people have to... There's rules. I mean, it's not like he's ghost riding... Or she, I don't even know the racer, is ghost riding a bike across the finish line doing push-ups and then a cartwheel in while a sprint is going on. They're just popping Ghost riding your bike across the line would be the best. Like, you just jump <laughs> off, ghost ride it across, walk across, and be like, whatever. I got so much freaking just time. Just drop and, and do, care. like, ten push-ups. That would yeah. be pretty sweet. Oh, that's almost what uh, what Bauer did last year at States, but he just really yeah, well, you guys think of people that that go across the finish line and lift their bike up. That's fine. Uh, I think it's better if you do it the like when Niels Albert won, and then whoever was he was copying, where they like ran a little bit, like they got off on the finishing straight, ran with the bike a little bit, jump back on, ride a little bit, run, jump off, and then lift it up. 
She's doing a little bit, a little bit of the uh, the boombox over the head kind of thing. Yeah, like it gets yeah. a little corny sometimes, but I mean, you know, if it's a sentimental thing, like if it's your last race or if it's a new bike sponsor, like then I'm a hundred percent on board with it. But if it's just you know Saturday's race, uh, maybe maybe just you know fist pump or you put th- your arm up or whatever. Do you think there's a racer that could get away with like a straight up? full-on huffy toss across the finish line like as they're winning like do the whole like discus wind up 360 just throw the bike across the line like really, i mean really the sponsors angry. aren't gonna be super into that but they won the race you know like i mean well, that's what i'm saying like yeah. if it's a really big race like Sagan might be able to get away with this and then be like hey and then like could be a whole marketing thing where like that was last year's swerks the new Swarks is coming out tomorrow. It's even better. <laughs> so, like, I won a race on it, but I threw it away. And what a new Swarks. Maybe. Maybe. It's possible. I don't Maybe. think so. I want to hear him say Swarks, though, in his in his accent. Oh, that'd be amazing. I just want to see the ghost riding thing now. That's what I want. Now, I know well, I'm probably never going to see it, but now, you, now you've got me wanting it. That, that, that could be the future, guys. Speaking of the future... Mm-hmm. You know, Bjarne Reese has a new team. I heard about in the this. future. I heard that it's not even like a legit team. Or is like, this the not... past? Does Bjarne Reese not... count as the past, or is this a future thing? I don't know. He's both. I think he's the he's new the guy. Future. He's the new yeah. guy. But tell me about this team. I don't know much about it at all. So, I just heard that he's back, baby. Yeah, all I heard is that he's back and he's doing. Um, that he's trying to get into the uh, pro tour, but he's starting with like a third division team, like. Okay. Really tiny team, and of course he had some, uh, you know, some shots across the bow on Tinkoff, uh, you know, leaving, ah, and how yeah. jealous Tinkoff was of him. But yeah, he's back with a uh, with a team that is like, third. So he's division. got a he's got a no good, you team know, nobody nobody thought they would amount pro. to anything. Uh, summer camp vibe team going on here that's going to pull together somehow miraculously at the end and win it all, win the big game. I mean, Tour well, de France. It's Team Virtue Pro, and I'm sure he's taken those guys to some uh, elite Danish um, combat training school <laughs> like he used to take Team CSC all the time and then yeah. fit them They're out called... in their full like uh, camo kits and play uh, militia. They're called Virtue Pro from a guy yeah. that's admitted like cheating for most of his career and... And has been accused of doping most of his athletes. He's running a team called Virtue. Well, it's Virtue without uh, an E, so it's a little bit. It's like an app, you know. Like you don't have the well, whole like yeah. spelling. It's like so you're mostly like, Virtue. Yeah, yeah, there might be like some gray areas, but 90%. it's mostly. Yeah, yeah, that that reflects really well on that whatever that, that, makes that brand is. So, I mean, I, you know, I, it's November. What I need is a good old-fashioned Greenway story. Is there anything that can get me through this day before the start of the election? No, uh, I mean, all I had was that story about buying stuff. and That's it? Uh, That's it, man. I don't think I've had anything else to tell you. I got a a Charles River uh, path story I could could relate. Yeah, please. That's like the Greenway. <clears throat> it's 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 not like the Greenway at all. Greenway is actually pretty nice to ride. Charles <laughs> River Path is like, yeah, parts of it are okay. Parts of it are maybe live a little bit to, to be desired. But I saw something I've never seen before, and it was kind of amazing. I saw okay. a guy on. I saw a guy on a mountain bike 
with arrow bars on it, nice. like railing down the path past me. Um, and he had a burly trailer on the back with a kid in it. Nice. I like it. And that, like, was enough, like, coming around me was enough to catch my attention and be like, oh, look at this goofball with arrow bars on his mountain bike. Oh, wow, he's got a trailer with a kid. He's really getting the workout in today. And as he passed me, I noticed... No kids. No, no, there was definitely a kid. But behind that trailer, he had a fixed gear guy on a goofy all-city with bullhorn bars totally drafting his burly. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like spinning it out like like at a thousand RPMs and it was hilarious. I almost rode off the well, path like laughing to myself. I was hoping yeah. that the story Spencer was gonna include the um, the elusive burly without kids but just bricks. Like just yeah, like the, I think that's an urban legend. Like just I don't like know. who who's that guy? And it's the guy that's like pounding out the miles like with a bike that weighs like you know 120 pounds. Yeah, um, like but, some Rocky Balboa shit right there. So the fixed gear bike on the bullhorns. Do you think he asked him permission to draft or to I, sit in? I don't know Probably these the answers, but I can't imagine that he did. So like, I, and I'm thinking, what happens when this guy in arrow bars like? Somebody cuts him off or something. Because it's a busy path. A lot of joggers, a lot of walkers, nobody paying any attention. The second he needs to change direction or stop suddenly because a jogger, like, turned. Like, a lot of people doing U-turns. Like, joggers suddenly turning around to go back the way they came. (laughs) And this fixed gear dude plows into the back of him and, like, hurts his kid. Like, this is a nightmare scenario well, here. it could be like, have you ever seen the movie Ben-Hur? I mean, if you lean a certain way, you know, I think that the, the, the kid in the burly who's really controlling the entire experience for his pops, I mean, he's the one that's back there saying, faster, faster, arrow bars, right? That uh, he could avoid this type of situation. Right. He just yells out bike parts at him, faster, faster, crank set, faster, faster, <laughs> arrow bars. So, I mean, he's uh, a kid. Yeah, he doesn't know a lot of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was just an amazing situation. It didn't yeah. we didn't need to go on this long about it, but I was uh, I was floored by the ridiculousness of what I had witnessed at seven thirty in the morning. <laughs> so. That's good. I I was going to tell you guys I saw a backwards helmet to, this week, but it, you know, yeah, it was, it was just for a moment. It was just a subtle moment. If they it was perched on a baseball so quickly cap. that you're not entirely sure they happened. Did that? Uh, did I really see that? How could? Uh, no, it couldn't have. They couldn't have done that. It's so obvious. I will say, um, I had on our ride, we had a great experience where we were going through the UCF campus. Um, it was a football uh, day, so like the tailgaters were starting to come out, and we came up on this uh, gentleman that was um, waiting, kind of rolling, slow rolling through, waiting for the bigger group that was behind us to catch on um, for the ride. And uh, <clears throat> he was he was going a little bit slower than us, but he, yeah, after we passed him. I was on the back of our group of like seven, and he came up next to us, and Big he was like, came up to me and goes, "Hey, do you mind if I like sit on for a little while until the next group comes up?" I was like, "Hey, man, thanks for asking. Absolutely, like totally jump on." I was like, "You know what? What a cool dude for like letting us know that he was gonna like sit on the back. Like it wasn't yeah. like you yeah. picked up." And I think that that's a lost art. Like it's okay to to <laughs> draft, but you just gotta let him know, like, "Hey, I'm just gonna sit on the back here." Um, yeah. Promptly. Uh, Friends of mine went to the front, and we dropped the guy about 30 seconds later. But, I mean, it was nice that he asked. It was. And that's, you know, when you at least you know that he's there. 
with a reason when you turn the screws up on them. Yeah. Well, um, I don't really have other things to add to add to this podcast except um, I, I like stopping at red lights when there's yeah, cars there. Uh-huh. Okay. But I don't like stopping at red lights if there's no cars around. Yeah. And I think that it's just a um, – it's kind of like the closed door button on the elevator. It never works except like maybe like a random elevator it works at. Like where you're just like conditioned to always stop at a red light and it really makes me mad. Oh, man, I get that all the time. Like, you're just slamming that closed door button, like, repeatedly, and the people are just walking in, looking at you like, dude, you're a dick. Like, I was right there. I was, I was on my way. Like, and my you're like, favorite, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hold it for you. Yeah, that was like, like my favorite is when, when you'd be on the – you'd be, like, on a rush up to, like, the 50th floor of the IDS tower, and some guy's like, hold the elevator. Like, oh, uh, my hands are full. <laughs> like, and you yeah. – just let it close, yeah. Oh, well, time. dudes, it was another uh, fantastic podcast. We didn't have to talk about any grand fondos and the aging superstars that throw them, like uh, Levi and Hincappy and all these other great dudes, as it's taking over the autumn season, because Guyman oh, yeah. just had his first one, and it's just brutal out there for grand fondo season. But with all those people out there doing their grand fondo training, you should still wave at them. As always, with like every other cyclist that you see out there on the roadway. And you know what? Wave at a pedestrian every now and then. It might actually make their day. (laughs) I wave uh, wave at lots of people. You know, I wave at cars that are nice, you know? Well, there's lots of reasons to wave. Gotta gotta put that goodwill out into the world because uh, cyclists get a lot of hate. I wave at cars, but I totally profile the car that I'm waving at. If it's like if I'm out in the big country, if I'm out in the country roads, right? And I see some guy that turns onto the high, like on the roadway with a giant truck, and uh, maybe pulling a horse trailer or, or you know, just a huge truck. I always try to wave at that guy so he'll at least be like, "All right, that guy's cool. I won't hit him today." Yeah, that's it's probably a good. Policy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd like to thank BK One of Rhyme Series Entertainment for the intro and outro music. It's always sounding good, and we're happy to have it back after that horrible, horrible experiment with um, Foghat. What was? It was a Halloween costume. Come on. And um, always email us at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a review on iTunes. The next person to leave us a review would be number 100, and that'd be fantastic to be a five-star review at 100. And we don't get one. You can always tweet us at... specifically ask for a bad review. You can tweet us at theslowridepod, or you can find the egg avatar of Matt at littleguymatt. At Spencer Howe and at the Super Rookie, yeah. all on Twitter. I'm certified as the real little guy. The Slow Ride Podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod.